0: I don't know, you know, uh, until someone tells me that, uh, Hey, Watani-san, this is a big change after 90 (laughs) 90, years. What a big decision I made.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Welcome to another episode of Made With Japan. I'm your host, Ken Shibisawa. This is part two of my conversation with Masahiko Uotani, CEO of Shiseido. If you missed part one, please go check it out. For this part, we'll be focusing on the people, because after all, people makes the culture of the company, and in order for a company to go global, you need to change the culture. So let's find out how Tiny was able to do that. Can we go back to the topic of people because you're, you're obviously a people's person. <laughs> and I think as a long-term investor, um, it seems like to me that the intangible value of a company, the tangible value, it's, it's, it's a financial asset, you know, numbers, it's, it's visible. But lots of the intangible, it's not visible. And the most invisible, intangible value from an investor standpoint is actually people that work there because we, we see your face all the time. We see the IRs face all the time, um, but we don't see the people very much, the capital markets, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and all, all companies says, you know, people are our most valued asset, but it's nowhere nowhere on the balance sheet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it shows up on the PL as a cost, right? And so to me, all companies say that people are our most valued asset, but they don't really do a good job showing that to, to the markets or to, to the outside world. And one reason, I think, is probably because lots of the corporation is still in this sort of show-up period mode uh, of sectionalism, silos. Mm -hmm. And also, the the biggest, I think, probably shortage of diversity is actually on the right. age, <laughs> actually age, right? Seniority. <clears throat> Seniority system. And I was wondering when you came to though I'm sure a company that's existed for 140 years, there's lots of silos and there's lots of layers. Um, and how, how were you able to put your people focus on an organization?
0: As I said, uh, you know, I thought that my uh, mission is to unleash people. Yeah. You know, for me to unleash people, I had to change. The culture, Mm -hmm. culture gets changed by people's mind and the behaviors and organization. Mm -hmm. So, for example, uh, Japan business was run for 90 years, 90 years, uh, having a headquarter, a Japan business headquarter and local sales company.
1: Okay, in the, in the global, in the different global regions, you mean? Or no, no, in no? Japan. Oh, oh inside, yeah. Japan. Okay. In, inside Japan, Even
0: Even inside Japan, which is obviously, you know, mother kind of country, what you said. The reason behind that is, you know, is Headquarter had the responsibility of, for example, coming up with new products and R&D, marketing, advertising, and give it, give that to a sales company, you know, where we have a lot of local sales presence, to meet with the needs of uh, local retail customers mm-hmm. from Hokkaido to Okinawa, mm-hmm. okay. and where there are many you know small branches around Japan, and so their job is to execute in the local market, okay. and and it was divided that
2: way. Mm-hmm. You
0: know. Having said that, though, I found they were all recruited by the company Shiseido. Okay. Yeah. And then you know, some people were staying in the headquarters, mm-hmm. yeah. and then other people in you know, the sales people were asked to be seconded to local sales company. So as a as a organization structure already it's, it's divided. Mm-hmm. It's not only just a structure; it is more, you know, mentally, okay, emotionally divided because oh they are the ones in the headquarters yeah, mm-hmm. telling us what to do. You know, we are we are in in the field, okay? and our job is to just uh, you know uh, do whatever we are said to do. It's a kind of a, kind of relationship from uh, you know a, a headquarter to a uh, you know, field. It's kind uh, uh, kind of one one way kind of a business process, okay? and it created a culture. And, uh, you know, diversity, you know, obviously, was not there. I mean, and management at that time was quite, as I said, in a senior kind of way, the men, mostly, <laughs> monoculture. Yeah. Okay, and the silos are there. So, you know, for, as far as Japan is concerned, you know, I, I said, well, in these days, everybody has to work together to get our consumers really satisfied. Even if it's uh, product development, I a mean, new product, advertising, mm-hmm. or, you know, a retail kind of a, a store management. Everybody has to you know, work together to achieve the same goal, you know, with unity.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But uh, but uh, I found that everybody's talking in each other, like, uh, oh, you know, even if we come up with a great new products, you know, because our sales are not strong, we are not able to sell. And, and, and uh, usually salespeople really talk the different ways. Uh, oh, you know, well, we need a, a better new products to be developed. Okay. So I said, okay, let's stop it. Now, you know, as everybody says, we're going to be Ichiga. one united force. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to decide two organizations to merge into one. So from now on, there's no more sales company, you know, or there's a headquarter. It's one company, Shiseido Mm -hmm. Japan, Mm -hmm. doing the business from the beginning of value chain to the end of the value chain, Mm -hmm. belonging to a same company, the same company, so um I decided a bit quickly I even mean, to uh have a you know merger of those two uh, mm-hmm. organizations into one. I didn't know you know someone uh, until someone tells me that uh hey what time son this is a big change after ninety yeah <laughs> <90." laughs> oh, what a big decision I made. <laughs> so, but that's well, how uh, we started working right yeah. And it created a change. Mm-hmm. And then I put the uh, you know uh, adequate marketing people and the uh, key salespeople in the same office next to each other. Yeah. So if uh, a key customer of a maybe big drugstore kind of chain tells our salespeople, hey, well, you know we're going to really do this kind of campaign, and then he or she can really tell our marketing people and brand people next day, you know, yeah, okay, we're going to really work together, you know, to. Uh, Meet our ex- expectation from one of the big uh, customers, mm-hmm. so they started talking and working with each other, and then we started receiving from the uh, from the customers oh she has become much faster to react to the uh, our request yeah that's how how we changed same kind of uh, a a situation was in Europe, okay. When I visited uh, uh, Madrid, and my first new uh, trip to Europe was like in 2015. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I went there, and then and I found we uh, have uh, two com- companies in Madrid: Siseido Spain as a cosmetic company, mm-hmm. the, and a fragrance company called BPI Spain, having the completely you know a, a separate uh, offices in the different places. Okay. Rel- for the relatively small kind of business yeah, you know? okay. so I said well I'm coming to uh, in Madrid and so can I really have everybody in one place uh, to have a uh, kind of meeting mm-hmm. they said we have never got together <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> okay. okay so this is the first time for everybody to get together and let's get together and I'm going to make a speech and we're going to have a party together and we did it first yeah. time yeah. <laughs> wow. yeah. and, and I found the same thing in Italy France so, before I you know, left in Paris, I had the management meeting there, and they said, well, I'm going to really you know, ask you guys to you know, you know, make a decision by 5 p.m. today, because I have to leave here before uh, a 7 p.m. flight. Mm-hmm. Okay? By 5 p.m. today, we're going to make a decision to integrate all of our organization in each country into one. Mm-hmm. So, no more Siseido Spain, BPS Spain, there's going to be only one Shiseido Group Spain company having one president, you know, having one HR manager, and, and working together. Yeah. And they were all kind of, you know, obviously debating, and, <laughs> and I was quiet. And, and then by the 5 p.m., now is the time. I'm going to leave here. Okay? So what do you do? They all said, yes, we're going to do that. And they did.
1: Okay. Wow, yeah? wow, wow, wow. How about, how about integrate? Because obviously, um, as you mentioned, Sato is a global brand. How do you integrate the Japanese… Company with, with the global.
0: Well, first, uh, you know, there should be a clear kind of vision. Mm-hmm. So what I came up with, is, uh, you know, uh, we're going to be a global winner with our Japanese heritage. It is very important, you know, okay. obviously. You know, becoming global company doesn't mean we are going away from uh, a what we have built, mm-hmm. you know, in Japan. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So our core identity shouldn't be lost. You know, we should be even uh, you know, embracing or enriching our uh, core identity, which is a Japanese company mm-hmm. yeah, for many years. You know? yeah. And then based on that, we should be built on, on the global side. I found this because uh, when we started talking to uh, a recruit and a CEOs of re- each region in the Western you know, kind of region in Europe and America, you know, started having some interviews, and, and uh, I found, uh, you know, even in the Western world, there is a you know, segment of people who loves what we have built as a Japanese identity. Mm-hmm. Okay. For example, you know, in Spain, Italy, and, and uh, Russia, okay, we have uh, three uh, very good you know, leaders who came from other cosmetic companies mm-hmm. in Europe, big companies, of yeah. course. So I had the interview with them, and I, I asked them, I mean, why did you really join Shiseido?" Which is a, a, a based on in a tiny island <laughs> in far east mm, right? yeah. Japan yeah. from uh, big yeah, uh, okay. European companies, right. and they all said, you know, well, you know, we first of all, you know, we like, uh, uh, she said, having a very high quality products, you know, by far in the in this industry, she said, has a very high standard of quality. And mm. Second, you know, they said, well, you know, we if you sincere has a, a very good sense of uh, a a part of the family
2: mm-hmm.
0: therefore i you know realized you know nothing wrong with uh, a, a keeping a japanese value in you know, we all said I in mean, you know uh, sampoyoshi in three kind mm-hmm. of you know, mm-hmm. right okay stakeholders important in, yep. in you know, the traditional kind of way of thinking for the Japanese entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. So I so, thought you know, becoming global business a global company in this industry doesn't mean we're going to we're going to copy what the uh, you know American companies or French companies have done. We still lose what we have built in our heritage. Mm-hmm. Okay? And uh, we should be proud of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're going to really get the people in the global you know, community who finds this a value is something that they are uh, looking for. It may not be one percent of of uh, you know, candidates we are going to meet, but clearly there is a strong segment like that. Okay. So I so, thought, you know, okay, I should not be shy from now on. I should be really communicating, you know, what the Cicero is about, what is our heritage of one hundred forty year history, mm-hmm. and what we are going to try to do. Mm-hmm to become a, a more global kind of company and I'm a great believer of the concept of think global and act local mm-hmm. based on my career you know, okay. that, that. so yes in the headquarter she said in Tokyo should be coming up with a, a global strategies and principles and a framework but once we have a, a local management regional management in place we have to trust them we have to give it to them we have to empower them execution mm-hmm. should be done mm-hmm. by them there is, a, I think, a traditional way of a Japanese company becoming global, okay? having an overseas business division in Tokyo and sending uh, right. experts. Right. 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 Yeah. That's the first stage, yeah. and I said I did it. Okay. Yeah. Then the second stage, I thought, is to make it a more, a truly global, having, a, as I said, a cent- central kind of organization here, but having more you know, empowered regional organizations. Therefore, I came up with a metrics organization, I mean, six regions and then, um, you know, brand companies and all headquarter functions like uh, human resource, IT, finance, going across all the regions. Mm -hmm. And in each region, we uh, created a CEO position, region CEO, CFO, head of HR, IT, everything. Okay. So it is a headquarter, regional headquarters. Okay, that's what we...
1: E- each country or e- each, each... region. Region, region. Yeah. okay. All
0: right. six, six, six regions, Six regions okay, around right, the world. Right, yeah. right, And also, you know, I started communicating, you know, how she said it was going to build the, the future. And then, as I said, the, interestingly, many people in this industry, this industry is quite uh, sort of, a, I, I would say... Uh, closed in New York, in Paris. I mean, you know, they all know each other. And, oh really? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So once I started talking about that, you know, in, in the industry papers, I mean, you know, some of the people, you know, very talented people, you know, got interested in Shiseido because they all knew said so is a good company, good mm-hmm. technology, the mm-hmm. high quality. But as I said, the Sleeping Beauty. But Sleeping Beauty is now waking up. Mm -hmm. Now I want to be a part of that. Mm. uh, I think uh, leaders in the Western world, particularly, want to be a part of the change.
1: Right. Okay. Yeah.
0: So I have to be very uh, uh, vocal to uh, communicate to the industry that how we are going to change, Shiseido. And then they, they obviously see you know, what's happening to Shiseido, you know, what's going to happen to Shiseido in the future, you know, I can make a contribution to be a part of the change. You know? mm-hmm. So that's that's how, you know, how we started getting a very uh, capable, you know, talents. So creating the that sort of, a, you know, a hybrid organization, having basically, you know, a Japanese headquarter management here with me and some of the people who joined later, and then having a, you know, non-Japanese, you know, a local kind of a talent joining us. And creating a global uh, community of organizations through metrics organization. I see. Yeah. And in in this
1: world of Corona, where you mm-hmm. can't, yeah. I'm sure in the past you were traveling all over the world. And now you're probably in the last year and a half or so, you've probably been in Japan. But how, how do you manage a global company in, in this environment?
0: Well, Obviously, meeting in a face-to-face is uh, something that I I, uh, put the value before, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. but I couldn't do that. Therefore, online meetings, obviously, very frequent ways. And obviously, managing uh, time difference is a bit of a headache, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Right. Mm. And summer has to be sacrificed. Yeah, <laughs> that's, <laughs> right. That's, right. In that's right. That's New York and, Europe and yeah, yeah. China, uh-huh. uh, but you know, we uh, have a very frequent uh, open discussions online meetings. And uh, also, you know, I, I'm I'm uh, a quite well known as the guy who makes a phone calls very frequently. I see. Yeah. I see. <laughs> so. Uh, <laughs> even if we don't have a specific kind of issues in front of us, I just uh, simply call, you know, like you know, 4 p.m. You know, and a guy in Paris and say, hey, Frank, what's going on? How are you? Now, what's your family doing? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's a kind of way I, see, I, I, I see, work I with them. I yeah. see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. All right. All
1: right. So that's, that's pretty, uh, that's a, a, analog, actually. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's important. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Um, One thing I wanted to ask you uh, as as a role of a CEO, you mentioned that leaders want to be part of the change. And a lot of the change is about creating value, right? And so that's very challenging and it's very exciting, very, very waku-waku. But there are some instances where a CEO has to say, well, enough is enough. You have to cut losses and you have to be able to sort of walk away from things Mm -hmm. and and, and how, do you, how do you go through that sort of mental <laughs> exercise and, you know, how do you make that decision?
0: Well, first, uh, I mean, I mean, business is not, uh, not always perfect. You know, yeah. there are some issues, you know, strategic issues. And particularly after Corona, I may say, it became a bit of a, you know, visible. Mm-hmm. Because the re- resilience of each kind of brand or business is a little different. That's when you have some, uh, you know, a weak kind of business and which were not really, you know, growing and delivering good profit, then, you know, corona, it made it really, you know, visible, you know, those, um, mm-hmm. you know, stronger businesses have, a, you know, better resilience. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I had to start working, working on that and, uh, and uh, when I think about it, you know, we're going to be building our business back better, you know, once uh, corona is over, we're going to be stronger for mm-hmm. the long-term growth. Yep. Okay. So, I had to, you know, I go through some exercise. Yeah. But my way, my style is that uh, at the end of the day, once we decide, for example, may we do a maybe certain divestments or you know a cost cut kind of activities, which is obviously not the present one, yeah. I need people to have ownership of that. okay So you know, last year, when the corona impact is becoming very serious, I mean, I went, uh, I sent out my memo to all kind of region you know, management, headquarter management, saying, you know, let's not assume, you know, things are really, you know, becoming normal you know, and everything is going to come back, you know, you know, as we had before. This is a situation where we are having a huge kind of impact from coronavirus. But let's take a, take a look at this situation in a sense as an opportunity, for us to transform our business to be s- stronger.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay? And my you know, vision is you know, we're going to be stronger in tw- 2023, assuming Corona is going to be over by that time. So we've got only two and a half years. Mm-hmm. Okay? I want to ask you to do a homework.
2: Yeah?
0: I'm, I'm a champion of giving homework to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah? I'm going to get you one month. Okay? So in one mm-hmm. month, you, each region you know, your team, you do your exercise internally and come up with what would be the a, a strategic issues you know, we have to work on and what are the options of ideas to solve those issues.
2: Okay.
0: And I waited for month, one month. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then you know, we had the each region meeting and they made a presentation. You know, what they think. And I was so impressed. Everybody really worked hard. You know. Yeah. If somebody says, "Okay, we are going to uh, maybe you know a a downsize our organization," it is a tough, obviously, work for them to do. But they took a position from a group point of view, not necessarily just um, simply depending on their own kind of interest. So I was was very pleased to see everybody said, "Well, for the group and to grow in the future, you know, we have to." take some sort of uh, tough decisions like this and uh, uh, many kind of options they they uh, offered. And then we decided together.
2: Okay,
0: And then uh, some of the transformation works we already uh, announced and implemented are done by them.
1: I see. So it wasn't a top-down initiative where you just said this, 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 that, but it came up from the... From yeah, me.
0: and, and okay. I mean, this is my belief that once you are... Trust it, okay, and you have ownership. Right, right. right? Otherwise, they say, well, because uh, you know our CEO is telling me to do what he's forcing me to do, I have to just do it." You know? But right. now, yeah, I propose their ideas, and I got really in the middle in expectation. You know, and they, they have a strong commitment. I see. Yeah, I see. that's the way. And obviously, you know, I'm not just uh, leaving it to them. I needed to support them. Therefore, we created a global transformation committee. Where I'm uh, chairing mm-hmm. myself, and uh, we do that kind of meeting every two week. And each region is communicating openly what's happening, you know, what's the plan for the future, and then everybody knows what's going to happen in other parts of the world as mm-hmm. well. It's it's transparent in the community. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Actually, tonight I'm having that meeting. <laughs> oh, is that right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, monthly, I mean, two weeks uh, yeah. meetings. Okay. So that th- that's my style. You know. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay.
1: When you divest businesses, you, you you slim you slim up, which is which is obviously a good, good thing in, in that context. But doesn't that sort of leave you vulnerable to like a certain market? Like if you were if you were if you had lots of businesses, you know one might do well, one might not do well, you know, and, and so. But if you divest and you sort of focus your business in one area, if that part of the business does well, you're right But if it doesn't, you're you're sort of
0: Sure.
1: And that, that's the probably the hard decision.
0: Yeah. yeah. Well, obviously, investment community reacts to uh, conglomerate discounts in yeah, yeah, a, a yeah. bit of a negative way, in, yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, currently. But, you know, there's no, uh, I think, absolute uh, no, yes and no kind of answer to sure. this, right? You yeah. know, yeah. just said, you know, when we are focusing on one business, like this is the running from Coke. Okay. You know, yeah, whenever I had uh, you know a, a conversation with the coke CEO they all said, Oh, in the morning when you get up, you see the mirror and say, What a great business I'm in. I'm gonna think about how people are going to drink our brands. You know, that's the only <laughs> thing I think you know, yeah. Very Single minded. Yeah, you know? okay. Yeah? yeah. And uh therefore they had the very high ROEs. Memory, yeah. Right? Okay. Um so that's one way. Yeah. And uh, the other way, as you said, in the portfolio of the business, yeah. brands, and the geography, I mean, mm-hmm. is uh, kind of complementing each other You know when there's a, a issue. So uh, Shiseido, for example, was not uh, a, a becoming a conglomerate kind of company. Okay. It was already focused on just the beauty kind of areas. Mm-hmm. Sure. But inside of that, there are different kind of categories, mm-hmm. like a prestige and a premium kind of cosmetic categories, which has a business model of using you know, counseling by beauty consultants. Okay. Right. So it is, as I said, more personal from the beginning. Okay. You know, when you go to the store and then they, you know, they talk to you and then find uh, what's your, your, you know, you know, needs. And then we come up with a personalized uh, kind of solution. Mm-hmm. That's the, the business model. Okay. Then personal care business, which is a, a more sort of a self-selection kind mm-hmm. of business, you distribute to okay. many stores, like supermarkets, mm-hmm. drugstores. Yeah. And you do advertising. Mm-hmm. And get the consumers come to the stores and pick up your brands. Sure. Completely different in a business model. So, therefore, we you know, uh, uh, have worked on transformation I mean the change that business process. Focusing on in the counseling side of the business, or cosmetics. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's, uh, that's what we do now. But now, you know, this business can be emerging into a little more a different model. DX, you know, digital transformation, yep. is allowing us okay. to have a new engagement model with consumers. Even more personalized to get your health condition as well. Mm-hmm. In order to have a good skin condition, we have to see yeah. you know, how healthy the consumer is, what are the diet, you know, sleeping quality. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it's all kind of related. So, you know, yes, we are now focusing on cosmetic business, but that can be horizontally, you know, uh, moving into adjacent uh, you know, uh, new areas of business as well, so it is not a conglomerate, but it is a little kind of diversified ways, having a very strong focus, yeah. and then creating adjacent you know, uh, new businesses. That's that's what we want.
1: Okay. So it's not just putting all your eggs in one basket just one it's not it's not focusing so much but you do have some other options to sort of play with is that is yeah, that
0: but, but you know obviously you have to really uh, uh, see what's the strengths yeah. strategically uh, What it you know the uh, key competitive strengths uh, we have yeah, uh, yeah. in our case i thought in you know, skincare, you know a uh, uh, quality and r&d technology kind of you know is our expertise mm. so we're building on it yeah.
1: Can you talk about your facilities in Yokohama? Because I think that's that's uh-huh. a facility where you have your R and D and it interfaces with the you know with the consumer in a very it's a very appealing place. Uh, I forgot the name of them. Sorry, it was called the uh, Spark. Spark. That's yeah. I'm Sorry. Or
0: <laughs> Global Innovation Center. It's a it's a re, you know, formal name. And yeah. It's called the Spark. Uh-huh. As an yeah. Yeah.
1: And what do you expect from Spark? Because it must have been a you know it's a sizable investment. I think. Yes. Well.
0: Yeah well when i visited uh, you know our uh, organizations in the world and talking to industry people and, and then i found uh, what is really the core strength of shiseido r and d innovations right? and quality yeah. and then I came back and reviewed you know with our management at uh, you know where we are and what we can do what we should be doing and then you know from uh, r and d supply chain you know it Finance and people in the organization, you know, and organization. We did a you know a review. Um, then I learned that obviously RD is a core part and uh, but we are not investing enough at that time because, as you said, you know years ago you know, we had uh, some you know a business you know, kind of crisis, you know, mm-hmm. cut the in investments. So even Arlandi areas, you know, uh, it was like you know, one point eight percent of the total sales was only invested. 1.8? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, wow. It used to be like 3%. I see. Went right. down to 1.8. Right. Uh, whereas uh, some competitors are spending like uh, 3%. Okay. okay. So my initial reaction to that is, oh, we're going to take it back to 3%. Mm-hmm. You know, It's not only just money, but you know, investment is important mm-hmm. in, in R&D. Then I um, started a, a, a conversation with uh, you know, R&D people, you know, and we had the uh, arande center out of out of uh, shin yokohama station a little far place in Kanaga prefecture and uh, which is uh, and located a 30, 30 minutes away from the station
1: okay right okay. Yeah.
0: went there and then I said, "Well, you know, obviously, interaction with the marketing and sales is so important for only people to understand the consumer needs. Mm-hmm. Okay, how do you do that?" And I said, "Well, it's fun, and we, we have a very um, scarce kind of you know, discussions, and we want to do more." And also, I found it's a good facility, you know, but we should be, you know, investing in the new kind of uh, machines and you know facilities as well. yeah. We wanted to have a state-of-the-art kind of facilities, Uh, but they said, well, we want to buy it, but budget is limited. So this is, again, my way of unleashing people. Mm -hmm. Right, right, right. Okay, Uh, I had a management discussion, Mm -hmm. and uh, I think we have to really invest in developing capabilities of R&D, which is including new facility. New uh, kind of machines and, you know, and more people. 3.5% it would be a target for me, you know, of, of total sales you know, mm-hmm. to invest it. That's how we decided and to uh, build a new facility, which is much closer to Yokama Station. Okay. Right. So I want, uh, you know, scientists, you know, researchers, who get off the train in Yokama Station, yeah. looking around the department stores are there, what would be right. the, you know, trendy kind of fashions, you know, what is the color... A, a, a you know favorite uh, by the consumers, and I want to be a having a everyday kind of experience of looking at our consumers there, and then go to uh, uh, the you know and center. Mm, okay, uh, right,
1: yeah. Not being isolated from their from right. their from their market or their customers. Okay, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, it's it's a very impressive facility. I remember visiting there, and, <laughs> and I think there is a a, a a section where the this custom-made cosmetics or something? Oh, There's yes. a laboratory right mm-hmm. there that they, you can, I guess, they, they they take some measurements of your face or something like that.
0: Again, the whole concept is that the, you know, the location is, as I said, it close to the station yeah. you know, people have to see other people at the same time. You know, because I don't want them to be a ivory tower. Yeah, eh, to have a tangible kind of a, a contacting point with consumers. Okay. then we came up with that kind of a, a, a you know small kind of laboratory there you know where we had to really take a uh, permission from the you know, authorities for us to produce the products there I see okay. production you know permission is needed yeah we did it so when we have a uh, consumers coming there and having a diagnosis mm-hmm. you we know, okay. expat okay and then come up with her own product in two hours mm-hmm. oh okay yeah. all right yeah Yeah. unfortunately we are not running it uh, you know, at this point because oh, of COVID right. yeah. yeah okay okay yeah. right yeah. Okay. Uh, actually my wife went there uh-huh. and she had uh, her own product and being you know, created okay and she said this is different yeah this really works for, m- for me <laughs> really yeah
1: so f- finally she approved that you switched your job Does she say oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: okay so she's happy with all the examples <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: um'm wondering kind of switch gears from to say that we kind of want to get your uh, personal feeling of your global perspective of what's happening currently in the world um, because it's you know it's you mentioned DX that, that's a big change Corona has always been a big change Where, where do you see the opportunities and risks for for our planet hmm big picture big picture yeah. yeah.
0: First of all obviously you know uh, everywhere talks about sustainability yep. Very in- indispensable yep. and sustainability to me doesn't mean just environmental kind mm-hmm. of, you know uh, initiatives you know it is much bigger mm-hmm. right so how you know can we make planet sustainable for the future mm-hmm.
2: okay?
0: and how can we make our company mm-hmm. being sustainable for the future mm-hmm. you know uh, that means you know how can we make people Around the world, you know, seven billion people right now yeah. know, being sustainable. I mean, yeah. you know, now I think we are you know, a, a reaching the crunch time to see can we be sustainable in terms mm-hmm. of, you know, as I said, everything, or we have to see a sudden seri- serious disruption. Okay. okay. Yeah. So you know, we are reaching a, a very critical moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, therefore, in order to achieve a sustainability, from environment, of society, you know, and the, you know, business, uh, kind of, you know, communities. I think everybody should be working together. You know, it is very clear. You know, we can't simply a uh, just you know uh, keeping ourselves independent from others. So we are the part of the, sure. of the planet. We are the part of the community, right? That's uh, so the business, like you know, uh, even ours, like in you know, beauty, your kind of uh, your products and the services, you know, it. it should be a part of that. For example, therefore, you know, in our plants and the logistics, you know, the supply chain, basically, we we uh, made a commitment to uh, getting ourselves to achieve a carbon neutral by 2025. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, 2026. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay? And then next uh, you know, uh, area is a, a particular kind of pro packages, mm. okay? which is another you know, a uh, concern for the environmental kind of uh, uh, issues. So we are working on it. And reducing the the resin and defeating the, the products and not okay, yeah, necessarily right. buying the sure. whole kind of package sure. all each time. Yep. Recycling. and We just became a, a, a part a part of the Loop project. I'm sorry, the what project? Loop. Loop.
1: Okay. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. And working together with all retailers and uh, delivering our products in a specific a, a package recyclable package go to the uh, consumers and it comes back and we refill. Oh, okay, that's why it's loop. Okay, it's, got it. it. Okay, yeah. got it. Yeah. All right. And, uh, and then what's the case when consumers just, you know, some of the throw, you know, packages to uh, outside and, and then uh, we have a biodegradable kind of package materials mm-hmm. you know, as well. So, very aggressive working in the environment. At the same time, you know, particularly given our business nature, you know, we are very proactively working on diversity and inclusion, which is not just necessarily gender, but everything. But particularly starting from gender in the Japanese uh, organization is very important to change the the business, to change the society. So by now, in the Japanese operation, obviously say uh, 35% of uh, our managers are women. Mm -hmm. And and I see it's going to be 50% in the next several years. And 46% of our board members are women. Okay. It's almost a 50-50. Well, yeah. Okay. 66% of our managers outside of Japan are already women. Okay. And not only just in you know, working inside of Shiseido, but I'm working on the uh, outside community as well, becoming a chair of mm-hmm. a 30% club, for example, mm-hmm. and, and inviting all other Japanese company CEOs to join us working together and everybody, you know, is going to really uh, increase Mm -hmm. their level of diversity. And inclusion.
1: What's keeping though Japan from reaching? I think you said sixty six percent of your global Mm -hmm. staff are women or managers. I'm sorry, managers are women in Japan. I guess it's lower
0: thirty four percent, thirty
1: five percent. Okay, that's almost well half. Um, So what's keeping Japan at at a lower number compared to the global standard? Fundamentally,
0: you know, Japanese uh, labor kind of customers in like a, a. Fresh uh, you know, graduate recruitment, yeah. right? Yeah. As a group, as a collectively, yeah. and then having seniority, kind of a, a development, yeah. lifetime uh, employment. Yeah. Those are the uh, elements yeah. that have made Japan very successful yeah. in, in, in back in the 1980s, yeah. 70s, and 80s. Yeah. But given the changes of the world, you know, it's not going to work anymore. It, it is actually a, becoming a bit of an obstacle for the Japanese companies, mm-hmm. you know, to grow. So. Having diversity and inclusion of uh, uh, first of gender and getting you know younger people to uh, you know have more visibility and getting involved and women should be involved in in the mm-hmm. um, you know decision makings as well. Okay. So historical background like this, I would, I would say this is a revenge of success of Japanese sure. businesses. Yep. Yeah. Is, is causing that.
1: So my my thing is that that was the Showa period model, which was very very exactly. successful. And I think Heisei was the transition mm. era, right? <laughs> and now we're in the Reiwa period, so we, we should have a different model, mm-hmm. I think.
0: I agree. Yeah, yeah. 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 And the different model you know, it should be designed for the future. Okay? So when we think about the future of uh, you know, Japanese businesses, you know, given the uh, you know, unfortunate uh, decline of population in Japan, mm-hmm. we can't expect the Japanese the economy to keep growing, you know? Right? And therefore, you know, obviously keeping the base in Japan as a Japanese company, which is fine But you know, we're going to be aggressively going out to Japan to do the business outside And, and my theory is getting uh you know financial value make money outside of Japan and take it back to Japan and get to Japan you know, in a better place yeah 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 that's, that's, that's <laughs> as that's, a mission of a Japanese company.
1: That, that's 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 my made of with Japan <laughs> <laughs> podcast uh, 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 model basically I think that's very important but in order to do that
0: yeah we'll have to obviously understand the differences as I said in the beginning of yes. uh, each uh, you know country and region mm-hmm. you know cultural difference and language mean you know, and uh, obviously people are different. So in order to uh, do that, you know, particularly for our consumer business, we need definitely people who are very familiar with the differences. That means we need a diversity of people. Right. right? Men and women, you know, nationalities. You know. Yep. And we have uh, 68 different nationalities working for us. 68, okay. Yeah. And even in Tokyo Head Office, you know, uh, when I joined, uh, we had uh, less than less than 100, uh, you know, non-Japanese people, mainly Chinese people. Okay, now we have almost uh, 500 non-Japanese people working
2: here, you
0: know, from uh, different countries, completely different backgrounds. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then, you know, to make it happen, you know, we introduced uh, English as a common language in in 2018. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Surprisingly, you know, obviously when I announced it, you know, I had a bit of a Reaction. Yeah. <laughs> you know, some people said, it's good. You know, now we're going to be global. You know, some people said, "Wow, well, you, know, you know, it's not possible.
2: Yeah.
0: But these days, mm-hmm. I'm quite impressed with everybody trying very hard. All the presentations for, you know, management discussion is written in English. And they try to speak it. Okay. So we managed. And then we were able to really appoint three non-Japanese people, in you know, head to go to management okay. this year. Yeah. Wow, well, excellent.
1: All so right, environment right. is changing.
2: No? All right. Yeah
1: so in this part two we learned that in order to contribute to be a part of the change you need ownership you need empowerment you need diversity and inclusion well it's easier said than done but obviously Tani was able to get a lot done at Shiseo so Please stay tuned for part three with my conversation with Tani. And until that time, have a good day or good evening, wherever you are.